Hallelujah. Good to be here tonight. One more time. One more time to praise the Lord. To gather together in the house of God and hear His Word and fellowship around the body word of the Son of Man. Amen. We're a blessed people, a privileged people, a rejoicing people. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome you all. God bless you each and every one. Welcome those that are online with us. Praise God. The original life, the original seed. The original life, the original
Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. For He is good. And He is worthy. He is our God. Amen. A living God. A God that has made Himself known. Made Himself real. And He's available to each and every one of us if we so desire. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, draw me close. Closer, Lord, to You. Just before we sing that, I want to read a couple of prayer requests. <clears throat> we have a request here for our sister Bev Charman. She's not feeling her best tonight. We just want to remember our sister in prayer. And uh, Brother Dave Roy and Sister Emily Roy's mother, Josie Padano is requesting prayer. She's in need of a healing touch from the Lord. She is going for testing for suspecting cancer and ask that the church remember her. And we just want to remember uh, Sister Katie Gertzen. Her dad has gone to be with the Lord on Monday night. So we just want to remember the Miller family in prayer. Um, services will be held at Green Acres Memorial Park next Thursday. March 24th in Ferndale, Washington for any who wish to attend. So let's remember the Miller family in prayer, especially Sister Katie Gertson. Brother Henry came home today. We're thankful for that. Praise the Lord. Amen. God will continue to work in his life. Amen. Just the different needs, Brother Milko and Sister Bev, as we read, and there's just different ones that are needful of a touch. Amen. Let's sing this together. Oh, Jesus, draw
that's our desire, Lord, as we've gathered here, Lord, we want to worship you, Lord. We invite you, Father, into our midst, Lord. Draw us close, Lord, with your presence, Father. Draw us near you, Lord Jesus. We need strength, Lord. We need your mercy, Lord, every day, Father, every moment, Lord. We can't live without you, Father. We just want to constrain you, Lord, that you would come by our way tonight, Lord God. Many needs, many burdens, Lord, but you're the great burden bearer, Lord. You can take our needs, Father. You can change situations, Lord. Oh, God, we believe that you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. Your promises are still true, Lord. They're still yea and amen to them that believe. And we believe, Lord, tonight that you can do the impossible, Lord. You can move on needs, even people who aren't here in the hospital, in their homes, Lord. You're more than able, Father. So we bring these needs before you. We lay our hands on this paper, Lord Jesus. We raise our hands, Lord, representing needs, Lord God, to you, our Father. Oh, God, we know that by your stripes we are healed. You were bruised for our iniquities, Lord. You were wounded for our transgressions, Lord. You paid the price for our sin. You paid the price for our healing, Lord. It's a finished work, Lord. For every need, Lord, we believe that you're more than able to deliver and set free, Lord. You can deliver anyone, Lord Jesus. You can heal anyone, Lord God. We're asking that you'd have mercy and grace tonight, Lord. That you would go to these needs. You would go to Uncle Henry, Lord. That you would go to Brother Milko, Lord. The ones that are hurting, the ones that are in pain, Lord. Sister Bev, Lord Jesus, may you minister to her and strengthen her, Lord. Oh, Father, where you're still great El Shaddai, Lord, we can still nurse from you, Lord. You can give us strength, Lord, and this journey is sometimes rough and hard, but you're still our comforter, Lord. Oh, you've never lost your touch, Lord Jesus. You care for us. You love us so much, Lord. We love you, Lord. We just invite you tonight, Lord, through your word, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would change us, Lord. Move in our lives, move in our church, move in our families, Lord God. Quicken us, Lord, to higher heights, Lord Jesus. You know our potentials, Lord. You know what's hindering us, Lord. You know what we need to cut out of our lives, what we need to change, Lord. So we just pray that you change us, Lord. Mold us, shape us, Lord. Great potter, we surrender to you, Lord. Oh, anoint your minister that would stand behind this pulpit, Father. May the inspiration of the Holy Ghost be upon him, Lord. May he just have the ability to step out out of the way, Lord, that your word and that your, your will would be done for this service, Lord. We just ask, Lord, that you would just move in our midst, Lord. Oh, we welcome you, Lord God. Have preeminence, Lord Jesus. All these needs, Lord God. Our memory will fail us, Lord, but you are God and you know everyone by name. You know the hairs on our head, Lord Jesus. You know our needs, Lord. Burdens that people bear, burdens people have brought into this room, into this sanctuary, Lord. You know every need, Lord. And you're more than willing, you're more than able, Father. Increase our faith, Lord Jesus. To reach out to those promises, Lord. Pull down that promise to our need, Lord. Oh, help our faith, Lord. Inspire us, Lord. Quicken us, Lord, we pray. Have your way tonight. Every song, every word that is said, Lord, may be pleasing in your sight. We love you, Lord. And we just invite you now, Lord. And we ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
John, I bless you each and every one. Have your seats tonight. I'm going to invite Brother Michael Gindo to come and sing for us. Praise God. Let's just sing that little chorus. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. He is my friend. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. He
That's the desire of every believer is just to have a closer fellowship, a deeper, closer walk with the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Brother Michael. We appreciate that so much. And Brother Josiah, do you, do you have a special? Why don't you come on up? And while he's getting ready, maybe we'll sing that little chorus. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. <coughs>
God bless you. so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word and just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord trust in Jesus just to trust his cleansing blood just in simple faith to plunge me neath that healing cleansing flood and Jesus Jesus how I trust him how I proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. so glad I've learned to trust him precious Jesus save your friend and I know that thou art with me and you'll be with me to the end Jesus Jesus how I trust him how I proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, my precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, for grace to trust him more. Praise God. It's good to see the young men coming up and singing for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We've been praying about that for a long time. It's wonderful to see it coming into manifestation. Glory. Thank you, Brother Josiah. We appreciate that. Amen. I'm going to invite Brother Tom to come now and minister the word, but just as he's coming, maybe we could stand together and sing the great emancipator. Once my heart and soul were filled. 
the song of the redeemed. My goodness, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? So thankful that we have a place we can run into and are safe. The world's going crazy. If you can't see that, that doesn't even need revelation to see that. The world's gone crazy. The world's gone nuts. But we have a place we can let off the pressure, glorify our Redeemer. Amen. We don't have to look at the crazies. Listen, they look at us and they call us crazy. They call us crazy. Look at the sisters. Long hair. No makeup. They look be- the beauty of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. They say you're crazy. I say I'd rather I be crazy this way than crazy that way. I'll take this any day. Any day. Well, we're so thankful for what the Holy Spirit's doing. I have a couple of announcements to make and everybody is just waiting on the edge of their seat for this announcement to be made. Well, let's put up the picture. <laughs> is Isabella here? Sitting right there? Well, everybody sit down, please, except these two. Whoa, 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 whoa. We might as well embarrass them really good. Amen. We're so happy for you both. Brother Matthew, Matt, and Sister Hannah Edwards, along with Brother Steve and Sister Tracy Rivas, are pleased to announce the engagement of their children, Isabella Edwards and Andrew Rivas. Congratulations. (laughs) Amen. She had to fly a long ways to come here for this announcement so that she makes everybody look bad. You didn't come to church tonight. <laughs> we have quite a few families away on, on family holidays, and we don't regret that at all. I just trust there'll be a blessed time for each family to regroup, have special time together with mom and dad and the family, and more to leave. So Murphy, get a look of what's here now. On Sunday, Brother Murphy, Wong will be ministering. And so if you're not here, I'm sure you'll be hooked up somewhere listening to the Word of God. Another announcement. It's regarding Nicole Frey and Dan Diaz getting married this weekend. That's amazing. And they said, please join us for Nicole and Dan's wedding on Friday, March 18th at 1 o'clock. There will be, the service will be live streamed on YouTube. And there's a link on the church's website that will direct you to Dan and Nicole's special day. Amen. So that will be a wonderful event. And uh, we used to used to have a saying. We were, I talked to somebody yesterday, a couple days ago about the beginnings of Bible Way. And we called it Bible Way. Then we called it Bridal Way. Then we called it Baby Way. I think we're in the cycle again. So God bless all these young couples. And we're so thankful for what God's doing. Well, my opening song, Brother Nathaniel, Nathan, blew it and sang it again. And no, how do you, how do you, how do you, you're just thankful to the Lord. But I think we got to sing it because I have to use it for the message. Is that all right? It's called the original life. Let's stand. God's attributes are manifested to his pride and laughing.
Yes, we are anointed. You got that in there? All right. We are the Word made flesh today. This is what the Scriptures say. And our names are seen within reading that is perfect without sin. Yes, we are anointed and inspired by our God, who's the original life. We are anointed and inspired. So with that on our lips, let's turn to the scriptures. I'd like to turn to Matthew, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, thank you, musicians. Try not be too long tonight, but you know what happens to these long-winded preachers sometimes. You pull good, we preach long. (laughs) You don't pull, well, let's just shake hands and go home. No, let's go to Luke chapter 4, very familiar scripture to most of us. Verse 16, talking about Jesus. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, as his custom was, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up to read. So this is now, he thinketh on me, part 2. He thinketh on me, part 2. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He was thinking of you. Jesus knew who he was. There is a people, a bride that has to know who she is in him. Brother Bram said at one place, I was with him at the cross. I was with him when he went to the tomb. I was with him when he rose again. I was with them in the upper room. Amen. I was with him when he took the book. Then and now. Amen. Amen. I don't want to start preaching on you. So now here we go. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. As we preached last Sunday, to the poor and needy, he thinketh on me. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. How many have been healed? How many here can say, I've been healed? I've had a broken heart, but Jesus came and healed me, Eden. Your testimony's gone all over the world, you know that? I get calls. That sister that stood up, that's exactly where we stand. Amen. People know when you stand up and take the book. And we can say, I'm anointed to take that book. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Put your name there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Tom. You have to say that. The Spirit of the Lord is on us. We are indeed anointed. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty 
them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable word of the Lord. He is to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Excuse me. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seat. Now, it's amazing how we take Hebrews 13, 8 and say, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And here is the Son of Man himself finding himself in the book. Then in the day when the Son of Man is to be revealed, you find a prophet standing behind the pulpit, ready to break the word to preach on birth pains. And he goes to his scripture, and he can't find his scripture. But there was a priest that was there, a Catholic priest, that handed him the book, and he found where he wanted to read. And you can say, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Now, it's good for Brother Branham, it's good for the Lord Jesus, but tonight it's Wednesday night, you might as well say it's good for me. I can't be shaken. I cannot be removed. I stand on the rock of revelation. Hallelujah. We're not some weak-kneed denominational church. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. We know who we are, what we stand for. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, sir, it's Wednesday. It's home cooking time. It's to let us know as, as a family, as you sit around the table and you start to discuss certain things that you probably wouldn't sit around for the public. You want to sit down and have an intimate conversation. Now, here we are this evening around the body word of the Son of Man. We're going to have an intimate discussion. Do you know who you are? I didn't hear you. Do you know who you are? Did God save you? Did he redeem you? Did he purchase you? Did he fill you? Did he reveal his word to you? Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Did he give you the book? Take the book. Give me the book. Did you take the book? Yes, I did. Did you eat the book? Yes, I have. Am I the book? Yes, we are. Glory. Ah, we're sitting at a very big round table tonight. It's good, isn't it? Because saints of God, the, the whole thing is, I don't want a theological talk. I, I want the word to become a living reality. There's a lot of people that sit down and they'll hear a 15, 30, 45 minute sermon, but we don't want a sermonette. We want the word himself. Amen. So Jesus knew who he was. And there was a priest that handed him the book. And yet in our day, how incredible that a priest in this day would hand a son of man the book. And then he would be going from there and the priest saying, there's something in this. And Brother Bram said, can you imagine him telling me? <laughs> That's incredible. A Catholic priest saying, there's something in this. And he said, him telling me? 
And then Brother Branham stops, stops with his wife to get a sandwich for the kids. And, 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 and she says, Bill, I was so embarrassed. I gave you that new Bible and that page was stuck together. Well, that page had to be stuck together. When that printing press came and those pages clicked, it had to be that way. Because he had to preach this day. This scripture is fulfilled in your ears. And then Jesus tells Brother Branham as he's buying the sandwich. And he says, now, as it was his custom, and the prophet catches the thought of God, sister, brothers, what an incredible setting that now he can go back to Jeffersonville to let you and I know that it wasn't just Jesus 2,000 years ago. It was Jesus now. And that he can say that same one that was with Moses, the same one that walked the seas of Galilee, the same one that met Paul, is the same one that is standing at this pulpit. It's the same God that is here tonight. Why? Because he's thinking of you. Redemption. God is thinking of you. Hallelujah. And can you imagine now, what was he doing? What was he saying to us? So let's turn to Isaiah 61. This might take a little bit of a turn and, and put, strap your seatbelt in and stay with me on that curve, okay? So Isaiah 61... The Bible says this, now, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And that, as Brother Branham so wonderfully said, Jesus stopped right there. Because that was to do with his first coming. It doesn't annul the fact that it's still a part of the second coming. I want you to think about that now. It doesn't just say, just because Brother Brown stopped there and said that is to do with his first coming. You can't separate God as we said on Sunday. If he's Jehovah Jireh, he's Jehovah Nissi, he's Jehovah Rapha, he's Jehovah Tiskanu, right? You can't divide God up. So the scripture is still scripture. But that first part that Jesus read was for his first coming. Now we're going to read regarding his second coming. Coming. Can I ask you the question, family, as we sit around the table? Are we in the second coming? Has the Lord Himself descended with a shout, a voice of an archangel and the trump of God? Has He descended? Are we in His coming? So then, if we're in that coming, I want you to to take a look at what we're looking at this evening to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And now for his second coming and the day of vengeance of our God. Now, 
we know what the first part was, but now we're in the day of vengeance in his second coming. We wonder why in this vengeance of God that things are happening the way they're happening. But without, with that in mind, I want you to hold that thought. Take, come with me to Malachi chapter 4. Day of vengeance in his second coming. Now look, Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. We have a day of vengeance and we have a dreadful day. But in that day, behold, I send you Elijah. I'll give you a word that you don't have to worry about the vengeance of God on a nation, on a world. I've given you a message to prepare and protect you in that terrible day. And the terrible day is definitely around us today. But is the bride protected? Amen. Is she comforted? Is she watched over? Amen. So what an hour we're living in. The place of protection is his word in the day of vengeance. A terrible and dreadful day in this second coming. You say, well, that's to come. Saints, we're in it. You don't have to look too far. And you start to find out that God is allowing now the things that are happening on the face of the earth. But he thought of you to send you Malachi 4. So you don't have to worry about what's happening out in Laodicea. You just have to look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms. Chapter 27. Psalms, the rapture message. Oh my goodness. Day of vengeance. Terrible day. Brother Bram says terrible day of the Lord. 53 times. Dreadful day. Terrible day. Day of vengeance. Terrible day. Guys, I have 53 times throughout his message. It is a terrible day. It's a dreadful day. But let me ask you. If you didn't run into Christ, what would you have? What would you have? When you wake up in the morning and they're reading a newspaper saying Putin is now talking about atomic warfare. What has the world got? Nothing. But what has the bride got? Perfect peace. Perfect peace in the day of vengeance. Perfect peace in a dreadful day. He sent you Elijah the prophet. To put a hedge of fire around you. To watch over you and to keep you. Because we're in a rapture, aren't we? How many believe we're in a rapture? Amen. So let's read Psalms 27 and verse 1. And I'll watch my time. Psalms 27 verse 1. What does it begin with? A psalm of David. As we read, and he thinketh on me. The poor and needy, and he thinketh on me. A psalm of David. So God always watches over his elect. And so then, if you've ever been in the mind of God as we spoke last, you always were in the mind of God. So you have no problems. Because God's going to take care of all your problems. He's El Shaddai. He's Jehovah Jireh. He sees and provides. Amen. So now that we're in this time and this season of vengeance and, and a dreadful day, let's take a look at what David says here. And Brother Bram takes this very scripture for the rapture message. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
the Lord strengthen strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid that would be a very good time to say if this is that day I identify with David I just identify with David shall we read that again maybe read that first verse together the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear stop that's a question that wasn't an exclamation that was a question Whom should I fear? Why? Because he had God. Why? We've got the headstone. Why? We've got love. We got the love of God. We fear nothing. We can stand like David. Whom should I fear? 200,000 supernatural devils? Who should I fear? No, sir. Those were extra demons, by the way. Huh? Who should we fear, Ben? There's nothing we should be afraid of. The Lord is with me. He thinketh of me. He's my help. He's my deliverer. Rejoice. And I say to you again, rejoice. Because God is with his people once again. He's not a distant God. He's an ever-present God who said, I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Hallelujah. So who should I fear? I want to ask you the question. Sister Elmer, what should you fear? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing the devil can try and put me on. Brother Henry, if you're listening tonight, we're not fearing cancer. I just heard Brother Bram say, when you come down to your darkest of hour, that's when Jesus comes. He's my help. He's my deliverer. He think about Henry. Hallelujah. He thinks of you. He thinks of your burdens. Thinks of your needs. And now David says, what do I fear? Nothing to fear. No devil. No, nothing. Who should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. El Shaddai. The breasted one, meaning the all-powerful one. Who should I fear? The Lord is my strength. He's the most powerful one of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Or whom should I be worried about? Worry. Worry. You know, worry in the Greek is torment. When people worry, they're tormented. You can see it on their face. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about them. I'm worried about my situation. I'm worried. And all of a sudden, the contortions of their face. But when they're free of worry... There's a smile that comes on. There's a joy that takes a place. Amen. So, of whom shall I worry? I shall not be afraid. When the wicked, even mine enemy and my foes. David's now really getting down to it. My enemy and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. Whew. That means they were they're nasty. Might as well just take a look at it the way that it is. If they want to eat up your flesh. Anybody want to eat up your flesh, Dan? Has anybody not on you lately? Huh? No. And if you did, what would you do? You would push him away. But even though the devil or, our, or those that we think are enemies would try and destroy us. My enemies, my foes would come upon my flesh. But they stumbled and fell. How many times throughout life 
People have taken arrows and spears and daggers. And they've come against you. And all you did was want to live for Jesus. Want to live for Jesus. They want to destroy your flesh. Tom's a bad guy. The church, it's terrible. You've never heard that before, of course. But you know what my Bible says? They stumbled and fall. David knew who he was. He was anointed under a prophet. Come on. We're under, we're under that anointing. The devil couldn't destroy us before we got to that anointing. And now he surely can't get us under this anointing. You know how many car accidents I've had? I started to think about it, Brother Murphy. Boy, that devil didn't like me. Seven major accidents. Total one car. They fixed another car. Should have rode off the other car. Had an accident and laid me up. Then I have another accident. Saints of God, God watches over his elect. You don't have to take my testimony. You got your own testimony. Brother Bradham even said when you're coming to a sidewalk and you went to go and you step back and a car whizzed by you, it was an angel watching over you because he knew where you had to be tonight in the church of the living God. (laughs) Just a second, devil. You can't have her or him yet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Whom shall I fear? No one. No one. Though a host encamp against me. Now that's getting more than just my enemies. A host. Lots. A host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear. I think David is trying to get something across to us. And a prophet is trying to show us in the rapture hour. There shall be no fear. Not afraid. My children will come in. Not afraid. My husband will be with me. Not afraid. My wife will stand next to me. Can you say amen, young people? Believing for your mummies and your daddies. Hallelujah, Sister Mimi. Think about it. All the way from Rwanda, coming to be a part of our body. Because God knew we needed you. Watched over you, Allie. Watched over your family. I say, God's rich in mercy, is he not? We don't have to worry about our wherewood son. Don't you worry. I'm going to get there. Brother Brown said, you just send what God's in you after them. Token message. You better realize who you are. Amen. He thinketh on me. He gave you a token message. So the token could live in you. So that you could send the very God in you. After your loved one. My, 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 my. You know what? Brother Brown says in Christ's ministry, God revealed. The devil hates this. He hates this. This revelation of Christ is the mystery of God revealed in you. The hope of glory. But we're getting it. Because when the bride gets it, then the rapture. That's what we're reading, the rapture message. One thing, and then now comes out the heart of David. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. That I might dwell in the house of the Lord 
all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's poetry. Extraordinary. For in, notice the time now, the time of what? Peace? At rapture time, there's going to be what kind of time? A troubled time. A troubled time. A day of vengeance. A terrible day. A dreadful day. Troubled times. In the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his what? Pavilion. Now notice now, he will hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle. If you look it up in the Hebrew, David is saying, he hides me in his Shekinah. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only in the temple, but he hides me in his presence. That no devil, enemy, or foe can have you. Hallelujah. He thinks of you. Hallelujah. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in that secret place. He will hide me in the pavilion. And if you look up pavilion, you will find out when, whenever the children of Israel were traveling, that they put the tabernacle in the middle of the 12 tribes. So you had four tribes of each four sides. Eagle, lamb, and lion, and man was watching over the word. So that, and David said, that's my secret place. That's my hiding place. I don't know about you, but that's what this message is all about. It's the Shekinah presence of almighty God is the only place where the believer can run into. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's the only place you can run into, Dan. That's the only one. Jack, that's the only one. Dave, that's the only one we can run into is Christ Jesus. The secret of this great pavilion. He'll hide me in his pavilion, the secret of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me upon this revelation. And I will not be moved. Set me upon the rock. And now, because of all that, Shall my head lift up above my enemies? (laughs) Oh, this is beautiful. Because I'm hid in the secret place of God. My head raises up above my enemies. We don't kowtow. We don't bow down to the devil. We lift up our head for our redemption draw nigh. David said, I'll lift up mine. My, uh, My head will be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore... Will I offer in his tabernacle? Here we go. Come on. This is your scripture now. I want you to start reading this one with me. Remember, this is around the table. Let's read verse 6 together. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies and round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifice of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. (laughs) Are you in this presence? Yes, I am. Do I want to praise him? Yes, I do. Do we want to give him glory? Yes. Give him all the glory. He's your defense. 
He's your shelter. He's your shalom. He's your peace in the time of trouble. He hideth me in the cleft of the rock. What was David saying? All my confidence, all my hope, all my security depends on him. Can you say amen? My hope, my confidence, my security depends on Jesus Christ. Depends on him. Mm. In that secret of his tabernacle. In which my enemies can't come. I love that. My enemies can't get me. I'm in the presence of God. Yea, I will sing of the praises of the king. Into which mine enemies cannot come. It's in this place of safety. Is the holiest of holies. Is the Shekinah of his glory. It's a term called the secret place. In him, where God dwells, is where the believer dwells today. He shall set me upon my revelation. He shall set me upon a rock, upon a high place. Where Now, remember, saints, the church is built on revelation. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. So some of us can rejoice. Some of us can fall asleep. Some of us don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But we want everybody to get into this Shekinah glory because in there is safety. In there is peace. In there there's joy. In there there's victory. It's not a head knowledge. It's a no-so knowledge. My God can do anything. Amen. That's why when my brother EBA went into the hospital, I'm afraid for EBA. God is with brother EBA. Amen. It has an operation. It has a size of us uh, like a small lime in his, mo- in his brain, between his brain and his eyes. Think about it. For two years, who was watching over him? The Lord thinketh on EBA. And within a few days, they got him in an operating room where thousands of people are waiting to have an operation. The Lord thinketh on EBA. You got to put your name there. The Lord thinketh on me in the secret of his tabernacle. Hallelujah. Trials come, trials go. Good times come, good times go. Bad times come, guess what? They also go. You say, I've been going through a bad time. You'll get, you're going to come out. You're coming out. Amen. I hope tonight everybody's out of their bad time. Because we are in the secret of his tabernacle. Brother EBA laying there and I'm looking at him. I said, Brother EBA, do not fear. Our God is with you. Our God thinketh of you. It doesn't matter whether it's Brother Henry, Brother Milko. It doesn't matter who it is, Sister Bev. The Lord thinks of them. And when you go through your trial, he thinks of you. And he makes a way of escape. Hallelujah. He thinks of you, not only thinks of you, but he makes a way of escape for you. When your baby is sick, he makes a way of escape. I'm the Lord God that healeth all thy diseases. Come on. Is that not true, Victor? Do you believe that scripture? Why do you believe that scripture? It happened. I proved it so. God proves his word by bringing it to pass. Hallelujah. Not something you just talk about. It's something you live. And before he got to the hospital. Come on. Before he got to the hospital. God delivered him. Who shall we fear? 
Hallelujah. Yes, sir. If he does it once, Victor, he'll do it again. Doesn't matter if you have two children or ten children. Sorry, Sarah. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If he done it for one, he'll do it for two. Amen. If he saved me, he can save you. If he filled me, he can fill you. If he can deliver my children, he can deliver yours. Why limit God? He's unlimited. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent God. Hallelujah. That's why I'll lift up my head above my enemies. You don't walk out of this room. Sister Louise, how come this is happening to me? God is allowing this to happen for your good. Praise him. We pray for you. We might as well rejoice. There was no cancer. Hallelujah. Why? The church of the living God prayed for her. Listen, saints, we got more victories in this church. We should be shouting God. We should be praising him. We don't even have to manufacture it. It's because it's happening. Hallelujah. My head is lifted up above every one of my enemies. We will cut off this. No, you won't. We will do this to you. No, you can't. I remember I, I had crab one night. I had crab one night. And bam. I said to Joanne, I said, I feel a little itchy here. And I'm looking like the Michelin man. <laughs> I look like the Michelin man in short order. In short order. And the brothers are there. I said, brothers, please pray for me. So they pray for me. And the other brother's already in the car, ready to take me to the hospital. So they throw me in the car. I get in the car. He gets record time at Surrey Memorial. And they come in with a big hypodermic needle to want to... Mm. I go, hold it. I don't know you, and I don't know what's in that needle. But eventually they did it. <laughs> Next morning I go to work, and Ken's office and my office are in Kitty Corner. He walked by my office. He looked at my office, and he wondered, who's sitting at Tom's desk? I'm so puffed out, and so... And the doctor said, Dr. Schlotner, they used to come here, he said, if you were five more minutes, you'd be dead. And the Lord thinketh of me. Brother Timothy, it doesn't matter what destruction Satan has in his mind for his elect. The Lord looketh on you. Amen. We can lift up our heads and give him all the glory, the honor, and praise. If you only heard the testimonies of these brothers, it will blow your mind. How Satan tried to destroy his elect. But he cannot have her because a prophet said, take your hands off of her. Amen. I take that literally. I'm a part of the bride. Take your hands off her, devil. So now my head is lifted up above my enemies. Amen. Therefore, I shall offer the sacrifice of joy. Trigolo. I looked up at the Hebrew. I probably butchered the name in Hebrew. 
Julie, Julie, maybe you know what it is. But in Hebrew, it says, he lifted, I lifted up my voice in praise and in joy. Because my God is greater than any situation, any problem. Hallelujah. Therefore, I will offer up the sacrifice of joy, shouting and resounding praise to our God in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Everybody's afraid of taking the jab. Really? How big is God? Smaller than the jab? This is, I mean, it's insanity. That was Tom Ray speaking. I'll take the darts. But can, I can't believe that if you want to be in the house of God, you can't believe that your God's bigger than that. Anyways, April 1st, for the vaccinated, we can go back and forth without testing. Glory. <laughs> have we been praying for this? Yes, we have. We'll lift our heads above the federal government. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Bram said in the rapture message, this rapture is what we're talking about, is only for the bride. Who's bride? I'm bride. Can you praise him? Can you thank him? <laughs> this rapture is only for me. I'm sorry, folks. If you're a bride, you're with me. Yes, sir. He says, I'm only... The rapture, we're talking about, Brother Bram said, is only for the bride. Remember, the Bible said, and the rest of the dead live not for a thousand years. If you aren't bride member, you're going to go through a tribulation. Can you imagine? Where they'll even call for the rocks to fall on them? Tormented? Oh, brother, why wouldn't you want Calvary? Why wouldn't you want the secret of his tabernacle? Why wouldn't you want to go to the cross and say, Jesus, redeem me. Wash me in the blood. Because if you're not a bride member, if you're not in the bride, remember the rest of the dead live not for a thousand years. Oh, he said this great rapture. There's going to be a rapture. The Bible says there, there will be. And it'll only be for the elected lady. I think we can give him praise tonight. I honestly do, Sister Victoria. I think we can give him all the glory. We talk about the rapture. Brother Bram said, we are the rapture. You've got the rapture already in you. I can't be left behind. You can't be left behind. No, sir. If you take Brother Murphy's message last Wednesday night... Those whom he called, he did predestinate. Whom he did predestinate, he did for no, right? God for new. To bring us to our destiny. I like the way Brother Murphy said, to our destination. To what God had in mind for us. And Brother Branham already put in the seed, the rapture. <laughs> you don't have to worry, am I going to make the rapture? If you're a redeemed seed, in you already is energy just for the body change. Glory. No worry. No fear. Why? Because a prophet, the son of a son of man, came revealing the son of man to let you know that in that seed, he put rapture in you. 
My goodness, Dave, who would have thought of all this? We wouldn't have thought about this. We just stumbled in, we get saved, and we lift up our hands, and we thank the Lord Jesus for salvation. And God starts revelating us, revelating us, revelating us, moving us. And thus, he says, the rapture is just one more revelation. Now, so, if you've got eternal life, you were in God before there ever was a world. You can't get eternal life. You always had eternal life. How often have you heard that? But maybe if we hear it enough, we could actually rejoice. I was in God before a world, Brother Ken. Man, no wonder I love you. I loved you then, I love you now. <laughs> and I love you forever. Huh? Can you imagine that, Murphy? We've loved one another forever. Hallelujah. Oh, man. One thing I can't stand... This is one thing. This is Tom right now. You can blank this off the tape. I can't stand a religion that won't let their people know there's a a heaven to gain until you get there. Well, how am I going to get to heaven? Well, when you die, you'll find out. Woo! Boy, that's a little scary thought. I like a prophet that's already gone there. Come on, stay with me. I like a prophet that's already gone beyond and said, I saw you there. Why? Because he's in the eternal thought of God. Hallelujah. Where are these all Branhams? No, these are your converts. I never got converted until this message came my way. Hallelujah. You say, whoa, you're really taking a big step. Big step? That is a good step. Amen. Brother Bisco was preaching this message the night I got saved. Baptists couldn't do it. I went there half drunk and I walked out half drunk. I went to the Pentecostal. They couldn't do it. Went to the Nazarene. They couldn't do it. Looked at... Can you imagine me in Chiffon? Harry Krishna. I didn't put it on, let me tell you that. (laughs) But there's something in you that was calling for more of God. So if there is a deep calling to a deep, God had to send this message, Malachi 4, for you in this terrible day. Glory! You're walking through this terrible day. This day of destruction. This day of vengeance. Satan is falling left and right. Hallelujah. Glory. He predestinated you to this age. You've got to be there. Because he knew you would be there. He knew you'd be made manifest. Why? Because he wants to have fellowship with you. Fellowship divine. He wanted fellowship with you, Brother Jerry. He didn't want you in the Lutheran age. He didn't want you in the Wesleyan age. He didn't want you in any other age but this age where he could have fellowship with his sons and his daughters. Sweet fellowship. He manifested you. You manifested, I'm sorry, the word so that he could have fellowship with him. Predestinated you. Now you can fellowship with him. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. 
Tell me, who, who does a Trinitarian fellowship with? Please tell me. I've talked to them. They asked me, who do you pray to? I said, well, who do you pray to? Well, sometimes the Father, and sometimes the Son, and sometimes the Holy Spirit, because I don't want anybody to get jealous. I said, so you have three gods. I said, hear ye, O Israel. The Lord thy God is one. And Jesus said, when you've seen me, you have seen the Father. How many are you going to see on the throne? One. Hallelujah. You were in God before there was a world. He wanted fellowship with you. And he wants fellowship with you. And he's longing for fellowship with you to be worshipped. The body of Jesus Christ, the bride, will be a part of his body. He was the word. Are you listening? He was the word. The bride will have to be the word. Word added to word added to word. She's word. Satan, get behind me. Who did it? The word. The word. And at a time shall Michael stand up the great prince that standeth for the children of the people. And there shall be a time of trouble. As never since there was a nation, even to the same time. You're living in it. I'm sorry, friends. I hate to tell you. I hate to bump your, break your party. Pop your balloon. We're living in terrible times. But we are living in his tabernacle. In his pavilion of his presence. A time of trouble as never was since there was a nation. Have you ever seen where a man cold-blooded, cold-hearted targets hospitals where pregnant women and children are to destroy a country? That has to be the devil himself using a man to destroy people. But my loving brother, when this world's on fire, be like John. Don't you want to be found in the bosom of God? And in that place, that secret place so high, you can put your head on his bosom in perfect rest and perfect comfort. Many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Oh my, we're living at that time. They shall awake and come to everlasting life. Some to shame and everlasting contempt. Here's another translation. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words. Seal the book until the end of time. Then many shall run to and fro. Search out anxiously through the book. So now we think... They're jostled in the street and they're running to and fro. But you have to think about the Bible. People are running to and fro. Maybe it's this preacher in Texas or maybe it's this minister in Europe or maybe it's somebody in North America. Maybe it's somebody in Korea. They're running to and fro to find out what's in the book. You don't have to run to and fro. He came to you. As Brother Biscoe said, he came to me on that law. God came to me. God came to you. 
individually. He came to you. Daniel goes on to say, so many shall run to and fro. They'll search anxiously through the book, trying to find meaning or understanding. But they can't find what God's knowledge is. But Daniel goes on to say, but the knowledge of God or the knowledge of God's purpose, knowledge shall increase. This is the scripture, that knowledge shall increase. In the Hebrew goes back, the knowledge which is the purpose of God is revealed by his prophet. They'll run to and fro trying to find what's in the book. But God came down and gave the book to Malachi 4, Revelation 10, 7. And you didn't have to go anywhere. He came to you. I want you to rejoice tonight. I want you to be thankful tonight. Because there's many people that are very much afraid of what's going on. They don't know whether it's going to be shake and bake or glowing in the night. And you know that before that one bomb falls. Remember now, the doomsday clock. How many remember the doomsday clock? Remember me putting up the doomsday clock? Brother Brown said it's three minutes to midnight. Didn't he say that on the doomsday clock? He said, now, I looked it up again. They haven't moved it yet. So Putin hasn't really got real serious because they're watching it. There's a hundred seconds left to midnight. And so I looked up, hey, when did the doomsday clock start it started in 1947 the first message that was given to us written on the book so here the doomsday clock was tied up at the time where God was going to let his purpose be revealed by a prophet (laughs) my and they're still running all over trying to find out what's going to happen now we're really waiting for the rapture. He says, we're waiting for the raptures of the saints. It's been spoken. It shall be. When God says anything, all heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. There will be a catching away. There will be those that are remain. Who are they? Who are alive and remain. That's me. I'm waiting for the saints of God to appear. God is to us a God of deliverances. I, I like how, how, how it was written. God to us is a God of deliverances. Did you get that? I, there's an S on there, so I'm not exaggerating. I know some people think I am embellish things here, but God is a God of deliverances. Did he deliver you and save you? That's one. Did he fill you with God? He delivered you, changed your mind, changed your heart, changed your thoughts, changed your desire. He delivers and delivers and delivers and delivers. Glory. So the next trouble you got, you take the devil and say, my God is a God of deliverances. Not just one deliverance, deliverances. 
Maybe I should have called it that. That's Psalm 68.20. God to us is a God of deliverances. And to God, the Lord belongs escape from death. Hallelujah. Now we look at many things. And because of who we are and what we are and how we've been raised and how we've been taught and different things. Brother Bram said when he came in this message, you had to forget your Baptist doctrine. You had to forget your Catholics ideas. You had to kill your own worldly thoughts. You had to die to everything. Is that right? Because everything that is not of the Bible is of the devil. Because only he wants to keep you away from him. Satan wants you to keep you away from God. And so then when Jesus maybe speaks parables... And the disciples perplexed at some of the parables and said, Lord, why do you speak to us in parables? He says, well, it's only given to you to know the mysteries of God. So we can look at Scripture, and they have looked at Scripture, and there comes Jesus in Matthew 24. Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came with him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See you not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon the other that shall not be thrown down. Now, what does that mean? All right, we're around the round table. What did that mean? Did that mean? I mean, they had no clue. Remember, Jesus was the word. He sees what was, what is, and what shall be. So he knew Titus was coming. He knew those stones were going to be torn down. Who could tear down the temple? But it's not the time that Jesus was talking about his temple yet. And then he answered in John 4 and 2 and 18. The Jews said unto him, show us a sign. Seeing that thou doest these things, Jesus said unto them, destroy this temple. Destroy this temple. Now he's talking about another temple. So when you look at the word, saints of God, look at it slowly, contemplating. Lord, show me what your word is. Because even the disciples didn't have a clue what he was talking about. But the Holy Spirit brought back to their remembrance. And it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you. What we've been talking about takes the Holy Spirit to reveal the rapture to you. That you're a part of the rapture. That the rapture's in you. That you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens you. It takes that God... Not the gray matter. Because the gray matter will misunderstand. Because then said the Jews, 40 and 6 years the temple was in building. And wilt thou rear it up in three days? But how lovely the scripture is so clear. But he spake of the temple of his body. But they missed it. And there's many people today think they know what the rapture is. And they're missing it. Because I'm saying to you today, tonight, very clearly, I hope, that without this message, there is no rapture. Is that clear enough? I'm sorry, friends. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Without this message, there is no rapture. Because this is the rapture message. 
Hmm. My. Straight? Well, you don't think that Jesus wasn't straight when he called the Pharisees and Sadducees snakes? You're of the father, the devil? And the works he did, you'll do? Who? Us? Us holy people? We're nice people. Of course they were. They wouldn't be Pharisees. But it doesn't mean being nice. It's by being predestinated. And only the predestinated see this. So a lot of people have been coming around lately. They come, they see, they enjoy one another. But what hinders them to dive into this various message, this very message, that is going to rapture them? Because that is going to take a revelation no different than it takes a revelation to see Malachi 4. No different than it takes a revelation to see your new birth. How about the scripture as we know very clearly and everybody here that's been under this message for many years saw the prophecy of Isaiah that all the high places will be made low and all the low places will be made high. And everybody said, yes, we got that revelation. When the Messiah comes, he'll make the high places low, low places high. And Brother Bram said, it was John the Baptist. Hmm. So, does everybody see this? We wouldn't even have a clue, as I said on Sunday, anything that I said tonight or any brother that's preached over this pulpit have a clue what to preach if it wasn't outside of Malachi 4. We quote it, we quote, we quote it, we quote it, we quote it, we quote it, we quote it. Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet. It's not knowing Brother Branham was a prophet that's going to get you in a rapture. It's knowing a prophet has revealed the word that you are in the rapture. Behold, I, God Almighty, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Almighty God, send you Tom, Ray, Mark, Matul, Rachel, Matul. I send you Elijah. That is not a common scripture. That is my scripture. Behold, God sent a prophet. And I, I've said it probably a thousand, not thousands and thousands of times. It's one of my favorite scriptures. But it's become more real. Realizing who I am in Christ. That behold, I, almighty God, send you, Tom Ray, Elijah the prophet, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. I'll send a prophet for 33 years. Vindicate him. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of times. So that you will have confidence in thus saith the Lord. We're not following a man. We're not following Fables. We're not following anything but Jesus Christ. But I don't see William Branham as William Branham. I see God in William Branham. The Son of Man. The Word. Living. Capital I. Itself. Again. 
amongst the people. Here's a prophet telling you at harvest time, at the end of time. He says, we're at the end of time. Where now the seed has gone into the ground and has come up. And now it's in seed form. It's not in shuck form. It's the shuck has pulled away. So the seed now is laying in the presence of the sun to come to maturity. So whatever went in the ground is in seed form. So whatever God is, she is. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Whatever went in the ground is now at seed time. Listen. We're not going to let you young men just, just cruise around, have a few seven-ups, having a good time, have a couple pizzas and play ping-pong. Yes, you can do that. Of course, I do that. But that's not my life. My life is the Word. Challenging you. Admonishing you. Provoking you in love. Because when you do get married, you better know the God before you get married. Because if you have children, you're going to need a God that heals your children. Amen. As was his custom, he preached the gospel. He came to the temple and he took the word of God. He saw himself in the word. So Brother Bram says, in events made clear by prophecy, the word itself Quoting the word himself. (laughs) He was only speaking what he was. That's all he was doing. He was speaking what he was. He was Isaiah 61. Come on. He is Malachi 4. That's the word. All we did is come out of him. Malachi 4 came out of Jesus. Malachi 4 came out of the word. Luke 17, 30 came out of the word. Revelation 10, 7 came out of the word. Revelation 10, 8. Hello? I came out of the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. It was the word itself. Quoting the word of himself. Hmm. Come on. I want you to get it. Because you are also the word bride. And the word bride only quotes the word. Ah, put this mind that was in Christ in you. Who thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. So how do we act like the world? We cannot. We can't. Whatever the word says, he is, I am. So are you. Come on, sisters. Come on, sisters. Who was the first at the tomb? Huh? Who was the first at the tomb? And they came back with glad tidings and it was the brothers that doubted. (laughs) So you sisters can keep up to this revelation. Amen, amen, amen. The son of man, the word himself amongst the people. The word itself quoting the word himself. The word itself quoting the word of himself. Not to tell them that he was that, but just let the word speak for itself. Then they know who he was. The letter of the word was quoting the word. The word in flesh was quoting the word of the letter. 
being fully identified with himself. Mm. So, when you hear a quote, I want you to be fully identified what the word says of you, yourself. Say, whoa, that's way heavy thought. No, no, that thought is for you. It's more than us ministers ministering. It's you receiving. The day of God's vengeance is the great and terrible day of the Lord. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me. The Word was speaking the Word. Jesus knew who he was in the Word. And so does the bride know who she is in the Word. He thought of you and thinks of you. Here he goes in Mark of the Beast. We poor aliens, nothing we could do. If we kept every Sabbath, every new moon, quit eating meat, if we kept all kinds of days and done all kinds of religious sacrifice, we are under a load. We were sold in sin. Our parents sold us out to sin in the Garden of Eden. We are laden under the bonds of sin as a slave to the devil. We were born in sin, shaped into iniquity, come into the world speaking lies. There's nothing we could do to help us. But when Jubilee comes, then we're free. So a part of the day of trouble, the day of vengeance, there's a people that are free, that are no longer bound under slavery. But the trumpet sounded, release. I'm free. I'm anointed. You are no longer bound. Say amen. Your God was speaking through the mouth of a prophet. Telling a people. In this terrible day. You are not bound by the chains of Laodicea. You are free. Hallelujah. Never to be sold in the market again. Come on. Come on. You can never be bound again. I want you to rejoice in this. Once free, always free. Glory. It's the devil that's lying to you. You tell the devil he's a liar. And he's going back to the pit where he came from. Amen. I am free. And I can never be bound again. No, sir. I can have no fear again. I can have no worry again. Come on, people. If we are him. How many say we're him? 
Brother Bram said, we are him. She is him. She's bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, life of his life, spirit of his spirit. We are him. Come on. Come on. Then we take control of every situation. Amen. I don't care what the doctors say. I tell you what say, I care what Dr. Jesus say. Amen. That's what I care about. The only thing I care about. I don't even care what you think. And I love you. I don't care. I care what Jesus thinks. I care what God thinks. He sent now a prophet to give us the very thought of God. And that's why he said, I'm going to put words on your lips. Come on. I'm going to put words on your lips. So that when you speak, that devil will flee. Then he turns around and says, I'm going to bind every devil of unbelief. Because he knew there were those sitting there in the pew that didn't believe. Hallelujah, Sister Margaret. Every word that that prophet said, I believe it. You say, Brother Tom, if he said 700, was it 7,000? Don't be ridiculous. That's not what I mean. If you're in that headspace, you're in the wrong space. I'm talking about the opening of the word. Everything he spoke was thus saith the Lord. Amen. Brother Raymond, you got a daughter delivered from cancer. Is that true? If he's done it once, he'll do it again. We have these testimonies amongst us. Who's been free from depression? Who's been loose from depression? Look at those hands. Then I bind that demon of depression. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus, Sister Julie. Your testimony has gone out around the world. Why? Because Satan tries to come amongst the church of the living God. Came before the throne. Went to and fro through all the earth. He knew who Job was. And then even Jesus, or God said, Have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered my little bride? Huh? Saints of God, we've defeated him in more ways than you can even imagine. How often I have, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, go to my car, and by the time I get to my car, somebody will say, Brother Tom, I had a sickness, but when that word came across that pulpit, that demon left me, and I'm rejoicing in the goodness of God. Why? It's the word. And he sent the word... To heal the people. Why? Because Satan comes to cause the greatest battle ever fought. And Brother Branham preached all those war messages before the opening of the seals. The greatest battle ever fought. Whole armor of God. Contest. Come on. He preached all those war messages. Wisdom versus faith. All before the opening of the word. Because he knew when the opening of the word would come, a war would take place. But now he gave you the word... God knew he was going to provide the word. Remember, he foresees. He's thinking of you. So he gave you a word in trouble sometimes. Hallelujah. 
I won't leave them to their own destruction. I'll use them to destruct the devil. Hallelujah. My, my, my. I am so sorry. It's 20 after 9. <laughs> no! Don't tempt me. <laughs> no? What, just five more minutes? <laughs> Brother Branham was not the town crier. Does anybody know, do not know what a town crier is? Put up your hand. It's okay. Thank you, Tim. Okay, a town crier. Hear ye, hear ye. They didn't have microphones. They didn't have newspapers. So in the old, in in the days, in the Renaissance days, they used to have a guy called the town crier. And he would come in and the king decrees. No eating meat on Friday. Oh, that was the Catholic Church, sorry. So they used a town crier to cry out the king's message. But God sent a word crier to send you a king's message. Hear ye, hear ye. She is him. Hallelujah. Why? He thought of her. He's got her on his mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was not the town crier. And as soon as microphones and electricity came, there was no more town crier. And when newspapers came, there was no no speakers, no nothing. Now it's hear ye, hear ye. Read all about it. Now it's put on the message and hear the crier, the cry at midnight, the eagle scream. He's thinking of you in this terrible time. He sent you a message so that you could put the devil under your feet. And if you sit here bound tonight, it's your problem. Because this message came to set you free. For who the Son sets free is what? Free Free indeed. Who's free? I'm free. Yep, some people can't even put up their hand for that. Then you're bound. And you need to be loosed. And this message came to loose you. I don't care if you're a preacher's son, a deacon's son, a trustee's son, or my son. I don't care. Everyone needs to be delivered and set free by this message. You can fight it all you want, but you're fighting your way to hell. You can surrender and go to heaven. The town crier is crying one more time. She will be the final voice to the final age under her messenger. See, I don't like Tom Ray's preaching. Well, then you must love Murphy. If you don't like Murphy, you love Tim. If you don't love Tim, you love Mike. And if you don't like any of them, you've got a problem. Keep your head down, all bound up. Defiant. Demons. You don't, and you don't even know it. And it's all over you. And the word comes, service. 
He hears the poor and the needy. He's thinking of you. I won't, I won't, I won't. Don't you know who I am? You're nobody. Poor, wretched, naked, miserable, and don't know it. I want to end it up on this message. Don't want to preach part three. We love you too much. I don't want one finger pointing at me, saying, you didn't tell me, preacher. You didn't tell me about the blood. You didn't tell me that this message was the bleeding word of God for this age. I don't want your finger pointing back at me and saying, I didn't, I didn't. This message is not the town crier. This message is the king crier. He gave us this new covenant. And we're standing under the blood of this bleeding word. Standing right before the very eyes of God. In the very presence of his Shekinah. No longer bound but released by the power of God. Your debt is paid. I want you to know your debt's paid. Satan can't bind you. Your debt's paid. He thought of you. He paid your debt. Amen. He thought of you on the cross. He paid the debt. He was the ransom. He was the aggregate. He took the aggregate of sin. Think of it. From the time of Adam to today or tomorrow. or the, He took the aggregate of it. Not just your sin. The sin of the world. It only took God to bear the aggregate of sin. Hallelujah. But he bore it willingly. Angels waiting on every branch. Just say a word. We'll deliver you, Lord. Just say a word. No, sir. He went to Calvary. He hung on the cross for you and I. Hallelujah. So that we can cry out to the unbeliever. You too can be saved. Hallelujah. Paid your debt, David. He gave you his righteousness. Our righteousness was as filthy rags, but he gives you his righteousness. Amen. He enables us to overcome sin by the power of God that is in us. Hallelujah. It's God in us, empowering us that we can overcome the enemy. He paid a debt he did not owe. Brother Bram said, my life, life is mine. He paid for it. Life is yours. He paid for it. He paid for it. Healing mine. He paid for it. Healing's yours. He paid for it. Deliverance is mine. Deliverance is yours. He paid for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now is the acceptable hour. Why don't you accept him tonight? Why don't you accept this Jesus that is called Christ? Don't push it away. Surrender to it. As I said to Brother Ken, Ken said, all you do, Brother Tom, is surrender. I said, I don't even know how to surrender. I came to Bible Way House, and I saw them lift up their hands, so I lifted up my hands in bed at home. 
And I said, oh, Jesus, I saw them lift up their hands. So I lift up my hands. And I got up in the morning, and I had a cigarette, and I had a joint, and I had a beer, and I went to university. I said, I never got it. I never got it. But then there came a day. There came that special day that you could give it all up. And you never gave nothing up. But that one day, a pastor said, is there one here? That wants to surrender. Is there one? And I was the one. Praise the Lord. Did I know what I know now? No. But we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Word upon word. Don't have to figure this message out. Just surrender to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were sold out by our parents. Uh-huh. Brother Bram said we were sold out by our parents in the Garden of Eden. Sold out to sin. But there was one came to pay our debts. Musicians, why don't you come? He paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash away my sin. And now I sing Amazing Grace. It might not be the right words, but it's my words. Joanne says, you mix up three songs. I said, that's okay, honey. (laughs) That's okay. I just make a joyful noise. Did he pay your debt? You should be the happiest people on the face of the earth. Did he open your eyes? Yes, he did. Do you believe he sent you Malachi 4? Yes, he did. Why? In a terrible day, in a vengeance day, in a troubled time. Like never before. And here we are rejoicing. Amazing. No, no, no. Amazing grace will always be my song of praise. (laughs) Isn't it? I want you to sing. That's my song. I sing a lot of songs and I know a lot of songs, but that's my favorite song. But then next week we'll have another favorite. So I want you to love him tonight. I want you to go away saying he thought of me to send me this message and to make this word alive to me. Not just a bunch of gray matter knowledge, but now it's a life living in me. It's Jesus on the inside, working towards the outside, making a difference in my life. As I said before, listen, this body was born before that inside man was. But this elder will serve the younger. Every time. Every time. Because all Esau wanted was stuff. Come on. Stuff. But all Jacob was, he said, I had enough. I met the captain of the Lord of hosts. I met the angel of the Lord. I want you to say that tonight, Joe. I met Jesus in the word. Hallelujah. Glory to be to Jesus. Well, you're gracious. And we got to page two. We did well. God bless you. Hallelujah. He paid a debt. I did not know. We'll get to there. Let's all stand and rejoice. He paid a
people that don't have a clue what you are they don't have a clue some do but you live a life so salty that they'll start wanting to lick off that salt and they'll get real thirsty Curtis what makes you the man you are today and you can look at them square in the eyes and say the word of God himself he's made me what I am not churchianity church ain't going to do it saints church ain't going to do it but a personal relationship with this living message this living word will cause you to live such a life we're gleaning right now we're gleaning but I'll tell you one thing can I, can I, can I hold you for one minute longer <laughs> I'll take one minute at a time okay Brother Bram said revival's over he said look at Russia they missed their revival and look what they got and I, and I said, Amen, prophet. He said, And America's been swept over. The revival's over. I said, Amen, prophet. But he said, There's coming a revival to the bride. And I want to tell you as this church, there has been a revival going on for over a year, stirring and moving and moving and moving. I say, Glory be to Jesus. Sons are being changed. Lives are being delivered. People are getting baptized. Saints, this isn't some whole hum church. This is a vibrating church of the living God. Man, I listened to these brothers preach and I said, hey, a little more, a little more, I'll retire. A little more, come on, a little more, and we can retire. God's raising up wonderful men before your very eyes. They don't have to tell you they're pastor. They have to tell you, I'm an apostle. I'm a teacher. No, there's no name. They just preach. And you say, hey, he's a preacher. Man, he's going to be a, he's a man of God. Who wants titles? I want him. I want his name written on my heart. 
Ray, got a smile for me because I love those teeth. That you, Your smile makes me smile. <laughs> when you don't smile, I go, is something wrong, Ray? I, I love that smile. This message makes me smile. It makes me thrilled when I get into it and I see who we are and who I am in Christ Jesus. I say, press the battle saints like you never pressed it before. Because God is moving amongst us and I don't want you to ever miss the moving. I was one day, I, I preached, my, one of my first services I ever preached was the moving of the pool of Bethesda. And I thought, I'd, 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 I'm going back to that. I said, the water's stirring and nobody's going to stop me from getting in this water. Because I know when the angel troubles this water, there's miracles taking place. And I see it day by day, Brother Roy. We're seeing it amongst us, and I thank God for it. Isabella, you don't know what you got yourself into. You just got yourself into a church that just wants to press the battle. Well, I'll let you go. Let my people go. So, shake one another's hand. Say, God bless you. Go ahead, and then we'll have a word of prayer. Amen. Don't you love the family of God? God bless you. Now we got that over with. We can bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, so thankful to be in the house of God. Sorry for holding your children so long. But there's so much in the word, Lord. We just want them and yearn for each one to realize, yes, we indeed were poor and needy, but you came by our way. You thought about us, Lord, like you did by Bartimaeus. You came in Jericho. You left Jericho, but you heard the cry of the redeemed of the age. And you heard him, Lord, and you touched him, and his blindness left him. And Father God, what a testimony it is today. Hear our faith tonight. Meet our needs. Deliver those that need delivering. Set free each and every one. And bless your children in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.